No, I like that one. I like that explanation. But it's too wholesome and self-assuring. It's Fuck also just correct sometimes, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, no matter how much you might want to believe otherwise, good things happen occasionally. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I completely believe that good things uh, happen. I believe that they happen frequently. I just refuse to believe I'm responsible for any of them. We're starting the game. Yeah. Open on a gray, dim room, lit only by a few guttering candles. We see an ancient man sitting in a leather armchair. Eyes are full of suffering and anguish, with the slightest hint of a contemptuous sneer on his upper lip. His patchy brown suit and the fishing rod beside him are moderately wet, but he ignores the steady drip of water onto the floor, instead staring intently at the large clay mug he's holding in his hands, turning it over studying it, holding it up to the candlelight, inspecting every featureless, smooth, gray detail, feeling its unchanging texture with his gnarled hands. He holds it by the handle, takes a weary breath, and calmly but violently throws it against the floor where it shatters. One large chunk of clay ricochets into one of the candles, knocking it over where it abruptly goes out. We fade back in above a dark alleyway under a new moon, barely touched by the dim fluorescence of dying street lamps, piles of unidentifiably brown-stained trash accumulating in filthy gutters. A hunched man, hands in pockets, turns into the alley, casting furtive glances left and right, walking as fast as he can. Halfway through, a second man lazily rises up out of concealing shadows, grinning widely. The first man starts in shock and turns to run, but his way is immediately blocked by a tall third figure, clad in all black leather and a motorcycle helmet. The man throws up his hands, but the all black figure ignores the gesture and lands a big right hook on the man's jaw. Bam! The man cries out in pain, ah! reels from the force of impact, swaying on his feet. He stumbles over the wall and leans against it, breathing heavily. No, 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 I need more time. I need more time. I'll have the money tomorrow. I swear to God, I'll have it tomorrow. The lazy one pouts mockingly and looks at his nails. Oh, did you just say tomorrow or two weeks ago? I could have sworn you said two weeks ago, but if you'd said that, we wouldn't be here right now, would we? The dark figure presses on, landing a left jab onto the man's face, followed by a low right onto his solar plexus. Boom, boom. The man doubles over, tears in his eyes. The smiling one raises a hand, at which the all-black figure obediently takes a step back. It's too late for the money, Ed. We're not here for the money. We're coming for everything. This was just a courtesy call. Gives a curt nod, and the dark figure strides back, slamming a knee between the man's legs, then an elbow to the top of his head. The man crumples to the ground, whimpering. <laughs> Next time you bet on credit, you pay two weeks ago. Pocks up a loogie and spits it on the back of the man's head. We slowly zoom out of an overhead shot as the two standing figures stride out of the alley, leaving the man on the ground, shivering in the fetal position. Fade out, then fade back in on another dark alleyway. Tish climbing down one of the walls with ease. She lands in a three-point superhero pose, hand in the air, dusts off her hands, and hears the distant wail of a police siren, which prompts a smug little smile. She turns lightly on her feet to exit the alleyway and is startled to see a young Asian Indian girl between the ages of six and eight staring back at her with a warm smile on her face. Hi! She has a large white cloth bag in her hands. I made this for you. She holds it out to you. Here you go. There's some other people I was thinking of giving it to, but I think you're the one who should have it. It's going to help you. Sure. Uh, what is it? 
you'll find out. I gotta go now. She turns the corner. Tish follows, but she's completely disappeared. Scene three. Two young men are sitting around a small coffee table in a cramped apartment, burgers and fries from the local fast food joint, half eaten in front of them. Football memorabilia, stacks of self-help books, and other random knickknacks clutter the space, pushing the environment past cozy and into unkempt. One of the men is an early 20s Robert, dressed in a button-down and slacks. The other is a tall Hispanic man, long hair falling to his shoulders, wearing a polo shirt, blue jeans, and a cheap watch. He's leaning forward, smiling. Rob, I was up all night talking to investors. They say the market is prime for an idea like ours, and they loved your business plan. All the market research you did paid off. I have a meeting with them in a couple days. I don't want to get too hopeful, but I think we've got a great chance. Robert furrows his brow. You were talking to investors? I thought we were going to do this on our own, Julian. Julian crams a handful of fries into his mouth. We've talked about this, Rob. Our mission is to connect everyday workers with the things they need. To do that, we're going to need capital. Our plan as is won't even get off the ground for at least another year. What I'm doing is going to let us start next week. Sensing his friend's hesitation, Julian leans in closer. He's known Rob since they were young. If the conversation drags out, Rob will be immovable. But there's still some hope in persuading him to make the right choice. Just need to act fast. Look, all I'm saying is there's no harm in hearing their offer, right? Just let me talk to them, hear them out. For all we know, their vision could be the same as ours. He sees Robert's expression remain skeptical, but soften. Time to pull out all the stops. Rob, we've dreamed of this ever since middle school. Connecting people with what they need. The world at your fingertips, right? At anyone's fingertips. Can you imagine what the city will be like when the humblest creator gets access to the tools they need? Robert takes a deep breath. Sighs then takes a sip of soda. Fine. What's the next step? Julian smiles, takes another big bite of burger, then stares out the window at the high-rise luxury apartment complexes far across town, expression one of hope and longing. He blinks, then turns back to face Rob. Well, look, whether we take the money or not, we're going to need a name. Scene cuts. You are all driving back from the fairgrounds, most of you extremely wounded, um, and Agave directs you to a location. Hey guys, we should stop here. Uh, Agave brings the party to a small public park. There's an uneasy silence as the crew waits while Agave carefully inspects a park bench. This one pops up where it wants, and I don't know where that will be. Uh, if you don't get there early, you might not get in. Uh, we have to sit here and wait. Agave sits on the bench. Kaz immediately sits next to Agave. I, I presume the crew sits on the bench. <laughs> sure. Is, is there room for all of us on this one bench? <laughs> it's, a, it's a tight fit. Tish is like stretch, uh, stretching. Do we all have to get on the one bench? <laughs> one bench. It, it's, it has to be this bench. Oh, it has to be that bench. All right, I'll sit on the back bench. of it like a cool person. What about dog? <laughs> there are like some people, dogs like sitting on people, somebody's lap or something. Yeah, talks a lap dog. <laughs> yeah, but to us, he's like, you can barely breathe. <laughs> what are you sitting on? <laughs> As the sun sets, the colors of the park seem to shift from the natural greens and browns of nature to the rainbowy shimmer of soap bubbles. A shadow of a building stretches out over the path in front of the bench. It stretches up the hill and stops. 
As the sun dips below the horizon, the slightly less gray windows burn with crimson light. A door opens in the shadow. No, brick building. It opens. A portly woman standing in the light of the doorway, her arms crossed. A gentle smile hangs loosely from the frame of her face. Agave leaps up from the narrow alleyway the crew is squatting in. The woman ruffles Agave's hair, and the two walk inside. Kaz is immediately following, like... I'll follow them. Standard. The inside is a mess of old wooden bar stools and tables. Clothing racks have been shoved to the far edges of the space, and what looks to normally be a checkout counter has been converted into a makeshift bar. Slanted wooden shelves holding bottles of every shape and hue lean against the wall behind the counter. What looks to be a truly ancient sink has been hastily installed. Chandeliers have been tied to the fluorescent light fixtures and sway gently, giving off a brilliant orange glow. A few people sit at some tables, eyeing the group suspiciously. The floor is covered in a shallow layer of booze. Agave and the woman stand behind the bar. She is measuring out two fingers of whiskey into a foggy glass. Agave, in the brief time since you've seen them, has managed to change outfits. From the waist up, they wear a vest, long white button-up shirt tied together with a bow tie. From the waist down, they wear a short skirt and fishnet stockings, ending in high heel boots. As you enter, they twirl a cocktail shaker in the air, catch it, and pour a neon green drink into a martini glass. I like this one better than the churchy one. Yeah, it's uh, part-time work here. The uh, portly woman pours out several shots, uh, measuring the flow of the drink with her finger. You guys should drink. I just hold up a hand, like, respectfully declining. What's the craziest one you got? You should drink. Uh, Agave mixes a flaming tiki drink and pours the shot into it. <laughs> what age Ooh. is each canonically? <laughs> 19. Okay, I thought it was like 14 or something. It was like... <laughs> now a little bit older than that. <laughs> a little bit older. Got it. Well, I take one Should I one. mention that it's healing booze? It heals wounds and stuff? I shrug and pull out a bendy straw. This Kaz doesn't normally drink. I just take one of the plain ones that's been poured out, drink it, and make a face. As you drink, you can feel your injuries start to hurt less and with every sip the pain diminishes until at the end of the glass you feel almost nothing at all and you look down and your injuries have kind of closed up with only the stains on your clothes as a reminder of what caused them the quiet slurping sound of a straw at the end of, at the very end of a drink are you drinking through the helmet yeah it's it's shoved up underneath the helmet that's why they're bendy straws a <laughs> critical detail otherwise the entire <laughs> yeah, character would have fallen apart but <laughs> yeah if we hadn't been able to do that it would have just been a dead character i mean i am a dead character but hey <laughs> thank you noah i appreciate your support <laughs> glad to provide it by the way i got my what are these things and i pulled out this prayer bead that i got at the last one um well it looks like they're ceramic beads on a string if i had to guess okay do you know why your friend at the last one of these gave it to me well you gave him an honest prayer right yes they really like that for some reason yeah, but do you know what these are? Is there anything special or are they just- Are they not ceramic? Are they glass? Are they glass beads? Why did they give them to me? I don't know. Sometimes people just give you stuff and then like it sits in your apartment, you know? Kaz nods at this. Like that is how that works. Or you take stuff. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> 
Robert's face palming so hard, he's put his hand through his face. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I finish healing and take one extra drink. <laughs> Is Eddie here, by the way? That's a good question. Is Eddie with us? Up this? to you, Noah. Eddie's probably with for this, yeah. Drink. Eddie's on the job. He can't be He, he can't be drinking right now. Yeah, I mean, got to drive. Got to get to the next one here. Eddie can drive? Yeah. <laughs> now he swings from the rooftops using pipes. Plumber man. Plumber man. I assume he just literally walked everywhere. Does whatever. Wait, didn't we cover does. that he he has a bike? Like a bicycle? Yeah, I think he, I think he does. Right. He doesn't own a car, but he does bike around to a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah, he's got an old bicycle with like one of those buckets in the front. Mm. Yeah, an old steel frame. You want to uh, do your scene now, Noah? So we flash back to the day after the incident at the fairgrounds. Eddie and Deroy are just looking into a big bucket from Home Depot, wherein two rats have chewed away at the body of a. Th third of their companions. Eddie's just speaking to Deroy and he says, I, I don't like any of this. I don't like any of this. And Deroy knows Eddie's moods. They go way back. So he's just silent and he lets Eddie silently vent for a moment as uh, Eddie ponders the events that took place at the fairgrounds and the loss of life that accompanied this strange addition into his life. The mortality of someone who seemed so resilient and people who seem to be killing each other despite being in the same bucket, despite being inextricably linked and all the victims of the same misfortune is really put him in a bad mental state. He says to Deroy, I think I'm going to go back to performing at the club for a couple of weeks. I'll check in on your family. I'll cover for you, but you need a cover for me. And Deroy just nods and uh, Eddie thinks to himself that he's probably not going to be able to take many jobs for a while, except for something down at the club. So, Wade, you know you're muted, right? Yeah, uh, I did not. So I don't know, I just said yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're up. Open on a small cat looking through a small window, waiting patiently as Kaz approaches with a bowl of food. They put a combat boot-clad foot on a table that had to be picked up on the side of the road and boost themselves straight up and at the wall. Their leading foot lands neatly on the rooftop on the other side, looking almost weightless in their discorporation. They place the bull down. Sorry, Mango. Rough week. You must have been hungry. Kaz crouches on the ground a few feet away, arms resting on their knees as they watch Mango eat her dinner. Safe from the rats up here. Fuck rats. Rough couple months, actually. Feels like everything's been, I don't know, turned upside down. Lee, you remember Lee, was talking about how it's almost like we're more human now that we have these powers. We're flawed, maybe, but having more ability to help people, I guess. It's still mortal. Yeah, it sounded a bit savvy to me too, but... I don't know, it seems kind of right. I mean, I've, I've had some fucked up experiences, but I felt more alive than I felt in, God, years? I have all these questions, stuff I didn't really think about before. Important stuff. Well, he seems so sure about things. It's like he can just take all the fucked up shit and come out of it with something useful to say. Mango lets out a little trill as she approaches Kaz, rubbing against their legs. 
You're getting pretty tame. Wants to take you to Chris soon. You shouldn't be outside. Kaz lets out a sigh as they run a hand through her soft fur. Oh, and I got saved again. Wonder how many more second chances I'll get before the universe decides it's had enough of me. I've certainly had more than I deserved. God, I killed a guy the other day. And, and I, I feel bad, but not bad, you know? Uh-huh. I appreciate your input, Mango. God, what am I even doing? Kaz runs a hand through their hair, down for once and falling to their shoulders. They look up into the foggy mid-afternoon sky. He didn't get a second chance after he got hurt, just shitty manipulation from someone he thought was helping him. After everything he did, though, I couldn't just let him go. I couldn't risk him hurting anyone else, but, but I did. Fuck, I mean, I don't know if he deserved to die. Yeah, he pretty much deserved it. Cat startles visibly, leaping into the air like a cat beset by a sudden cucumber. I forgot I wrote that line. <laughs> <laughs> they look up, eyes wide at Tish. Yo, what up? My bad for sneaking up. I sort of learned how to move around without touching the ground, so... Kaz's hand reaches into their leather jacket, searching for a sunglasses case that's not there. They wince as it comes away empty. Gaz's poker face is terrible, and they nervously avoid direct eye contact. Uh, uh, hey, uh, how much of that did you hear? Hey, I don't shame for working your stuff out loud. The pigeons around here know so much of my shit, dude. This guy's way cuter, though. Tish goes to ruffle Mingo's fur. Oh my god, look at this little dude! She strains back up. Anyway, about that time. Not gonna lie, you freaked me out good, bro. But also, I think you did what needed to get done. Bad respect. Besides, you're kind of too cool to be evil, you know? Kaz blinks a couple times. They open their mouth, hesitate, close it again, open it again. Not really knowing what to do with that statement. So, they just move on to their next topic. Thanks for saving my life, by the way. I, I, I didn't have much of a backup plan. Oh my god, dude, the way you jumped straight through that wall, like, without even thinking, that was so wicked. But yeah, you're like, welcome, or whatever. You'll have my back next time, right? Tish goes in for a fist bump. Kaz reciprocates a bit awkwardly. They look confused, like they can't quite believe this is happening. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. I can take a beating better than anyone else anyways. Ah, yeah, like when you got decapitated that one time, I almost had a heart, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Well, uh, yeah, see you around. Tish goes around to leave, breaking into a run and leaping over the back of the building, doing the front flip as she goes to show up. Hi? Kaz says, a few seconds too late. Yeah! Kaz stares out after her. What the fuck, man? End scene. All right, uh, smooth transition to Emma's scene. So today, Tish was trying power stilts. Yesterday was rollerblade, which was great at first for the raw speed, but the first time she tried doing a backflip, her feet came flying up too fast, and she ended upside down in someone's dumpster. The day before that, she tried grappling hooks but never quite got to that Tarzan experience she was craving. Turns out it takes some time to line up the perfect grappling shot, even with windy powers, and she ended up causing a bit more damage to the community's banisters than even she was comfortable with. Today was power stilts, and so far it was a winner. Tish rocketed off a low wall and relished the feeling of shooting up into weightlessness. Nothing beats a spring-loaded jump. Her twitch stream was on for the first time in a few weeks, because what's the point of having sick moves if you can't show them off? 
Teach pulled out her phone to check the chat. That jump a wolf. <laughs> so obviously drone footage. Fake. How do people still think this is real? Sick. Ooh, fuck! While looking at her phone, a stray stickers uh, wrapper made Tisha's stilt slip and pain shot up her side. She caught herself, but the pain radiated through the bandages around her torso. She checked under her shirt. This better not have opened the wound again. It'd been hard enough already hiding it from her mom. Bullet holes suck ass. Didn't seem to be bleeding for now, though. Oh, crap. She forgot her microphone was on for the ambient city noise. She checked her chat again. OMG, she said fuck! Wow, Tisha's finally been unleashed. F. WTF. F. F. Let Tish say fuck. 2020. F. Tish turned off the stream and headed for higher ground. If running was going to keep hurting, why not try a controlled falling? She still couldn't get that one fall out of her head. Jumping through a busted wall into empty space, no scaffolding or loose pieces to grab, just the wind rushing through her hair in the dark. Sure, it was absolutely terrifying, but the best stunts always were. What if she could move without touching the ground? Not floating, that was boring. Or flying, exactly, but falling horizontally. One burst of air here, a little tornado action there, and voila, you've got parkour in the sky. Bzzz. Her phone was ringing, her mom, again. She closed the call and the text popped up a moment later. I'd barely seen you in days, call me. I have superhero training, mom. She said to Noah, and as she put her phone away and leapt back into the sky. Nice, love that. Uh, Marcus, you're up. Fade in, you see a familiar uh, room. This time, dark around the corners with bright lights in the center with the familiar looking cityscape lit up by a single bright lamp to mimic sunlight. Hand down underneath the table, Robert, lying down there, whispers a word of activation uh, at the same time, he pushes a button to activate the cameras. The symbols drawn on the sticks that are buried in the soil below start to glow. And you see, and above, you see the vines growing rapidly, faster than they possibly could normally, to snake their way up the buildings and envelop the city. Enter a several uh, animated animals running through the city as well. Small, obviously, to scale. Diverse and anachronistic, though. Tigers and gorillas running around, monkeys scaling the buildings while a dinosaur walks down the middle of the road. Eventually, though, the facades and buildings start to crumble, leaving behind a much uh, more skeletal city with the same vines still creeping their way around it. And slowly, over time, the city begins to change, less in substance, but more so in texture as it finally arose to nothing. Robert's gonna get up, take the card out of the camera, plug it into his computer, and you see a wall of text similar to the time he read the code directly off the computer. And the scene is gonna uh, pan out and end. Nice. Nick. Agave leans against the wall and sighs. Reaching towards their neck, they loosen a dark purple necktie. The matching purple suit was not really made for dancing. Not that anyone at this party even considered dancing. They all just sit in their dark moods, poisoning the air with their melancholic tensions and spites. A balding man wearing a set of opulent golden chains clears his throat into <coughs> a microphone on the sizable stage. He sighs. Friends, family, tonight is a night of great celebration. Not only has the council approved our charity effort in Mute, but the mayor himself is here tonight. 
scattered applause and muddled whispers from a table adjacent to Agave. I love Mute. So much culture and history. Isn't it dangerous? I hear the city's going to do something about the crime. The man on the stage waits for the murmurs and clapping to die down and continues. This party was made possible by our friend Mr. Philidor over at Name What You Need Inc. Who has made a sizable donation to this and other projects. The man pauses to silence. Not the silence of boredom or disinterest. No, the exact opposite. It was as if the room held its breath in anticipation. To celebrate, I felt only fitting we share with you the finest product of my family's vineyard. He holds up a bottle. The liquid inside moves slowly, swirling with the consistency of blood. The way the brilliant yellow wine caught the light, you could be forgiven for thinking it was made from gold. The man pours himself a glass, and even though he spoke with his hands and moved the glass wildly, not a drop was spilt, and the wine remained perfectly level. To wealth! Happiness! Agave slipped out of the uh, loft opera house. Closing the door, they sighed. Kaz stands uncomfortably in the dark black suit, arms leaned over the balcony railing. There's no stars to see here, but the city is awash with its own light. A shining array of buildings reflect in the river below, and the night is filled with color. Kaz's head begins to turn to Agave, fingers twitching towards the sunglasses hanging from their suit jacket pocket. Hey, Kaz! Hey. No one in there is honest. They aren't even having a good time. Through the glass doors behind them, the mayor can be seen standing on a table wearing nothing but socks. A tall Hispanic man with long hair wearing a watch worth more than the GDP of a small nation chugs hummus from a serving urn. After pondering it for a bit, Agave leans towards Kaz. What would you say to getting out of here? Kaz looks up at them and then behind them. They stare face blank at the party beyond. I'd say we wouldn't be missing much. Cut to Kaz and Agave walking through the doors of a surprisingly clean apartment. With the minimalistic decor and brand new appliances, it could be right out of an interior design magazine. If you ignore the colorful assortment of clothes scattered across the room, anyways. Kaz folds their suit jacket over the back of a chair, while Agave tosses theirs aside into the dark. Kaz lets out a wide yawn. How much did you sleep last night? <sighs> That's not nearly enough. Kaz flops onto Agave's plush leather couch, back curled over the armrest as they stare up at the ceiling. I'm not sure I actually need to sleep now. I'm pretty sure you need to sleep. Movie? I'm sure. Yeah. Agave looks up from the flat screen, where Charlie Day is elbow deep in alien entrails. Hey, do you- oh. Kaz is dead asleep, cheek pressed against Agave's shoulder. Agave gently lifts a lock of hair and puts it into place, and then gently tries to move Kaz. Finding the task impossible, resigns themselves to being a pillow, and pulls up a blanket before watching the rest of the movie as the uh, scene slowly fades to black. Nice. A woman sits on a grassy knoll, crying profusely into an empty beer bottle. She tosses it aside, and it lands with several others in the grass adjacent. In a nearby gazebo, music is playing and there is the gentle din of a party. Agave notices the woman and stops jogging. Agave scratches at their bright pink sweatband and contemplates leaving, but something tells them to stay. 
They wear matching bright pink shorts and tennis shoes, and a dark green exercise shirt hangs off their slender frame. Agave gently approaches. Are you alright? The woman sniffles. Yes? No? You know what? I'm not okay. Agave offers her a neon pink flask. The woman takes it and chugs without even a second thought, handing the empty flask back to Agave. Do you mind telling me what happened? Her lips start to tremble. Her face contorts with confliction. You don't have to. We can just sit here. She shakes her head. No, that's all right. She accepts the full flask from Agave. It's time she savors it, emptying the flask at the relatively slower pace of 10 seconds. I should face this at some point. I just... And I really just need to talk. She takes a moment to compose herself. My boyfriend died. A stillness hangs in the air. It feels like if I don't think about it, I'll still feel him next there. If I just forget, maybe I'll break free from this terrible nightmare and wake up next to them again. Agave hands her the full flask again. Those people over there, aren't they celebrating? Is that wrong? The woman takes a deep swig from the flask. They aren't celebrating my pain or his. They're celebrating his life, which I'm not ready to do yet. Maybe, maybe someday, but right now I just want to cry on this hillside. Agave accepts the empty flask. Does the feeling that they're still there ever go away? She sighs. I wish I felt that. I just feel an emptiness where he was. Uh, an absence. There you are. Do you know how worried everyone is? A woman stands at the top of the hill. She stands and moves with unparalleled grace. Fuck off, Faye. The sitting woman slurs. Faye leans down and helps her up. Hush. Let's get you some water. Thank you for staying with her. Happy to help? Agave responds as the two women walk over the hill. Sitting alone on the grass, Agave took a swig from the flask. Dark clouds had gathered. No rain yet, but a gentle thunder in the distance. Agave looked out over the park at the people, mostly families, preparing for or ignoring the coming storm. One thought tumbled over and over in their mind. Is it wrong to enjoy someone's absence? Scene closes. At an underground bar, just a few blocks away from the community center, there's a small little ensemble playing on a dimly lit stage. A percussionist with a couple of cymbal brushes. A bass player just lazily plucking away at some strings every what seems like few minutes. And a lone... A uh, soprano saxophone player with a broad brim hat, not looking into the light or at the audience, but just at the keys. As they finish up their set, a uh, very subtle performer hands the uh, saxophone player a microphone. And the audience hears, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. That was Requiem for a Dream. And uh, for our next election, uh, I would like to take a moment to Acknowledge the people who we've lost in these uh, past few weeks. Time moves on, and uh, the world keeps spinning, but sometimes it's pretty essential to just pause. With that, they begin a slow, slow rendition of Red Clay by Freddie Hubbard. The camera kind of pans off into the distance with the thunderstorms 
are still cascading down over the circus grounds. And the city skyline is just on the cusp of the sun falling below the horizon. The scene is a hyper-modern office space, well-lit by the sunshine streaming in through a floor-to-ceiling window, and a glamorous redhead sitting behind a spotless white desk, Kaz and Agave on the other side. A charcuterie board with olives, crackers, prosciutto, brie, and gouda is immaculately laid out between them. The woman pops an olive into her mouth. Hello, my darlings. What have you two been up to? Oh. I look at Agave. (laughs) And I just quietly take a piece of prosciutto and eat it, staring off into the distance. Oh, we, we went to that abandoned carnival out of town. There was a shady investigator. Oh, oh, we got someone to get uh, the police to leave us alone. Oh, uh, my. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. Have some. Agave takes a handful. Listen, there are some things that require attention. First, our street cleaner, Ryan. You know the guy who'd clean up after the races? Mm-hmm. He's missing. Man didn't go out much. We haven't been able to find him anywhere. He'd been having a hard time. Something about his family. I don't know the details. His disappearance, Kaz's crash. They make me worry. Might be an accident, but then again, an accident is when I drop my lunch. I'm concerned there might be a connection. What do you two think? I mean, it was... Well, it's probably worth looking into. It was an accident, though, right? I mean, it seemed... Yeah, if you think that's what we should do. Mm, She closes her eyes for a brief moment, thinking of something. Takes a deep breath. Oh, but Kath, what am I saying? You're better. You've healed. We have to celebrate. There's a big race this weekend, and we would love it if you could participate, wouldn't we, sibling? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I can see it now. Shade's glorious return, the rebirth of a champion, Phoenix rising from the ashes. It'll be amazing. Business can wait. This week is all about Kaz. I'm going to increase the size of the race, double the length, triple the prize money. Gave, you think you can spread the word? Oh, yeah. Uh, When do you want it to start? Uh, It's starting this weekend, but we want the word out as quickly as possible. Okay. Pack the streets. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Love you. Oh, uh, did you see that application uh, from a a, a racer? Older woman? Older woman? Yeah. uh... Now that you mention it, there has been a newcomer tearing up the scene. Just started a couple weeks ago. Goes by Gamma. They've got a lot of fans. Yeah, yeah, that one. She came strongly recommended, so... That's great, but listen, Kaz, all the best erasers are going to be here. This is your triumphant return. You can make us proud, can't you? Yeah. Make us proud. Now, there is still the matter of cleanup. Ryan was so good. You two wouldn't know anyone who could clean up after things, would you? No? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We met a plumber that seemed pretty willing to work for almost no money. Uh, That's not quite what I'm talking about, sibling. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know. He's great with stains. (laughs) All right, well, never mind then. That's fine. Kaz, could you give Geva and I a second? Kaz nods, and then right before they leave, they kind of hesitate for a second, and they say, Am I... I... Realizes they haven't actually told Valencia yet. But they have like a ghost motorcycle goes through like a face journey and then says i uh have a new r- ride oh that's fantastic 
I'd love to see it at the rave. I think you're going to like it. And then goes out the door. Gave. Yeah? Take care of Kath well. You and I both know how much they mean to us. To all of us. Hmm? Yeah? Thank you, darling. Looking forward to your lovely announcing at the rave. Oh, uh, of course. I won't miss it this time. New scene. Beep. 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 Fade in on a standard issue hospital vitals monitor. Slowly pan down to see an IV tube, which we follow down, up, and into the arm of a woman in her late 60s, half lying, half sitting on a hospital bed, propped up on a pillow, eyes barely open. Her expression is calm, but her jaw is clenched tight. Sitting next to her are two women, one older, one younger in a tie-dye hoodie. The woman in bed weakly opens her mouth. Monica. Can you give Tishi and I some time? The older woman wipes her tears, nods, and steps out of the room. Letitia, I didn't want you to see me like this. Gamma, it's not that bad, right? I mean, remember the time when you, like, broke your arm and your leg at the same time while you were skating? Can't be that bad, right? Tishi, what I'm going to tell you next, promise me you won't tell your mother. Uh... Yeah, yeah, sure, Grandma. It's kept secrets before. The chemo. I can't afford it. Well, I, I could, but I can't anymore. Not in this condition. The motorcycle races. They were good money, Tishi. Easy money. All them races, jumps and slowpokes. I smoked them all with half a lap to spare. Biggest race of the seasons this weekend. I thought I could make it, but they doubled the length of the race last minute. $30,000, Tishi. I don't know what I'm going to do. Looking at your grandma, Jojo, she looks like you've never seen her before. Frail and mortal. She looks like she wants to ask something of you, but she can't bring herself to do it. You just, you just need someone to, to do the race, right? I, I mean, you've taught me how to drive a car. How much harder can it be? Tishi, I can't ask you to do that. Gamma, of course I'll do that. That's small potatoes. I'm so proud of you, Tishi. So proud. But but I can't ask that of you. I can't ask that of you. And smash cut to a tie-dye hoodie on the starting line, sitting astride an old school <laughs> motorcycle, surrounded by at least half a dozen other racers. Fenced off from them is a crowd of hundreds, if not thousands of people. A noisy crowd in the heart of downtown, well past midnight, bright neon billboards and enormous skyscrapers looming above them. One of the billboards displays a shimmering video advertisement in a text crawl. Name what you need, Inc. Elite membership program. Anything you want delivered to your doorstep in four hours or less. Over the past few weeks, everybody here has seen a huge amount of advertising about this company. TV, radio, social media, everyone seems to be talking about it. The sidewalks are packed, but the streets are all mysteriously clear. Not a single police officer in sight. As Tish adjusts her beanie, she hears a really unexpected voice from the loudspeakers all around. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Remember to thank our sponsor. If you want popcorn, just name what you need. <laughs> Remember, this is the uh, starring return of our champion racer, Shade. You hear an enormous cheer erupt from the crowd. Like, yeah, Shade, we love Shade. And it's Kaz. 
Kaz, you walk up, and to your surprise, you see Tish on the starting line through a mob of people. Oh my god, it's you. You're back. Where were you? You were off the circuit for so many months. Shoulders were already hunched because this is a lot of attention. Looks up at Tish. Freezes, which is a really bad thing to do when a crowd of people want to, like, get your attention. And it's just, like, frozen there for a solid... 10 seconds before they start walking forward. We're too far from each other to talk to here. Wait, is Kaz, you're participating in this race too, Kaz right? has just walked up to the to the starting line with a motorcycle. Summoning the shadow motorcycle. You two are right next to each other. Kaz, you're, you're, you're competing? Tish, do you have any idea how easy it is to die in these races? Dude, I have windy Tish, hours. I'm gonna Tish, be fine. If you, if you crash at 400 miles an hour, you die. There's no way around that. You do not live through that. I've done oh, uh, my fair share of extreme sports, alright. But listen, listen, I, I, I need to win this race, Kaz. I really need to win this race. Why? I. Because you could possibly need. I need the money, man. It's really important. Can't you just like do me a solid? Just like, you know. <laughs> a lot more than money rides on these races, but I can I can cover you. Thanks, bro. Man, that's so great. And by that I mean that I can give you that amount of money, but oh, <laughs> not sure not sure if Tish knows that that's what Kaz means. All right. We'll <laughs> no. cut the scene real quick there to Robert standing in line um, at the race. There's an impromptu barrier that's been erected and people are slowly filing in. Ahead of you, you see a guy in a massive cowboy hat who walks up to a guard and smiles. You get a brief glimpse of the whitest, straightest teeth you've ever seen in your life before he's swept away in the crowd. Eventually, you shuffle up to the front. Weapons, please. The guard nods to a partner who starts patting you down. Yeah, we're going to have to check the fanny pack on your dog, too. The one performing the pat-down pulls out some sheets of paper and clay and looks at the one standing by the gate. Yeah, they can have that. What are they going to do? Fucking paper cut someone? And then they hand you an earpiece. The uh, race is going to be cast live. So just listen to this. We got a great announcer. They're going to be doing all the coverage. It looks like the Honduras family is bringing in a new set of wheels. Remember, folks, you need popcorn. You need... Coca-Cola, just name it. God, I love this. I love this. As you make it inside, Robert, you recognize insignias of various street gangs, some of which are not friendly with each other. But they're not fighting like you'd expect. They're calmly ignoring one another, and everyone's attention is on the well-dressed people spread throughout the crowd taking bets. I got three to one on the newcomer, six to five on Gamble, six to five, you can bet on credit. Hurry, get your bets in, get your bets in before the race begins. Many people are holding drinks and glow sticks. You feel a sense of smooth organization and direction in this place. And you're able to see the starting line. At least two dozen motorcycles lined up. Two of them, of course, you recognize. I don't think I'm going to say anything, but I am going to just get up as close as I can and take a look at what's going on down there. Okay, so you get up. You're able to get up quite close as Dog is sort of just muscling I guess dog doesn't really have muscles. <laughs> Whatever. Dog is like pushing. Marbling. <laughs> marbling its way through the crowd. Yeah. Um, and so Tish and Kaz, you're able to see as well the iconic form of dog just pressing forward until Robert is standing almost like right next to you as well, just 
gated off maybe by a couple feet from the starting line. Oh, is the whole gang here or what? Didn't expect to see. Well, didn't expect to see one of you here, I guess. I do want to establish that Dog is an octopus right now. <laughs> I think Dog got molded back. Yeah, I think he's reverted back to like big man, big hulking oh, man okay, shape okay. by now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Only the hint of a tentacle every so often. <laughs> At the corner of your eye, you glimpse a man with shoulder-length hair and a brown alligator leather belt with a curly-haired woman on his arm and a bundle of glow sticks in the other. It's Julian. His back is to you, and he's very attentively looking at the bets on one of the electronic displays. Uh, I take a step back at first. He hasn't seen you yet. He's, his back is to you. All right, I am, I'm going to approach then and put a hand on his shoulder. Uh, he turns around, says, wait, what the fuck? Rob? Julian. Rob, what the fuck are you doing? His eyes land on Dog, who is obediently following you. He immediately takes a step back, and for the first time, you can remember, he's at a loss for words. Meanwhile, the woman he's with steps up. Hi, I'm Rita. Jules has told me so much about you. It's such a pleasure to finally meet you in person. Listen, I came to talk to my old friend. Let me just move on past. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Please talk to Jules. And Julian is just wordlessly looking at you with his mouth hanging open. He's like, what? But what? What? It's the same dog I've always had. That is not a dog, Rob. That's not a fucking dog. What are you talking about? What do you see? What do you mean, what do I see? It's a fucking giant clay man. Are you shitting me right now? That's someone I think I need you to talk to. A couple of friends, actually. What do you mean, Rob? What do you mean you got someone I need to talk to? Has anything strange been going on? Anything you can't explain? Rob, the one thing that's happened recently that I can't explain is you leaving the company. I mean, you abandoned me, Rob. You abandoned me. Just couldn't keep, couldn't keep devoting time to it anymore. There's other things that I need to work on. Just shakes his head. Rob, that company was my whole life. I thought it was your life too. But, and as he's talking, Rita's cell phone suddenly goes off. She's got that very like flirtatious demeanor, but as she answers, her expression quickly turns very serious. She turns away from you and briefly says some words you can't hear, then hangs up the phone. And then addressing Julian, babe, I gotta go. What? Something came up at work, baby, I gotta go. In the middle of the night, are you serious? It's our night out. I know, baby, I know. I, I promise I'll make it up to you. Gives him a quick kiss and then starts rushing away. What about your ticket? Oh, yeah. She walks up to Robert and hands him a glossy ticket with the words VIP viewing embossed on it. Here, it's for you. What? what? Are you serious? Don't give it to him. Do you have any idea how much that cost? She just waves a hand and disappears into the ground. Julian stares at the ticket in Robert's hand. Gives a sneer of disgust and turns on his heel. Julian, if it's about money, you can have it back. Just promise you won't do anything sinister with the company. He's... Don't. Don't take it down. He's ignoring you. Please. He's already gone. But meanwhile, another person has been watching this interaction. And he kind of points at your ticket. And he's like, dude, you just got the VIP ticket? What the fuck? I didn't realize they were just giving him away. You gotta go, man. You gotta go right now. You know where to go, right? Uh, I walk over to Kaz. <laughs> Hey, do you know what the deal with this thing is? As is on the field. Yeah. 
I don't think you can get that cl- get close enough to Kaz for them to hear you. <laughs> Uh, I thought I was talking to them a minute ago. You were, but at this point, the crowd has really, like, multiplied and formed up. And also, the race is, like, very close to starting. There's ushers, like, quietly shepherding people. Okay, in that case, I just head up there to try to take a look around. People are like, whoa, you got the ticket, man. You got the VIP ticket. You got to go. And they point you to, at the center of the racetrack, there's a very tall skyscraper. Was it there before? Yeah. Okay. You got to get inside. You got the ticket. I start heading over. If nothing else, I can. I might be able to see what Agave is up to up there. There is a doorkeeper there, and he says, "Oh, thank you, sir. Would you like to watch live or extra live?" Sorry, what's that? I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Standing there, very square-shouldered, awkwardly holding the ticket in front of me. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't. I didn't realize you were a first-time VIP. Okay. Live, you watch in the pushy pad with all the accoutrement. We'll bring you hors d'oeuvres, we'll bring you wine. It's an incredible room. It's at the top of the skyscraper. Extra live. And he just kind of leans in to your ear and just whispers, helicopter. Um. <laughs> Give me the first one. I have a friend I want to see. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Come on in. And uh, he brings you inside the elevator. Um, doors close, and you're in there for a very long time. Olha que coisa mais linda, mais cheia de graça. Bela menina que vem que passa. Tall building. Yep. The elevator operator operator's like, actually, not very tall. It's just a slow elevator. <laughs> it's like, I'll get stuck around floor 53. Don't worry about it. And you will uh, arrive at the VIP luxury suite. You see that same guy with the cowboy hat pulled low over his eyes. You see um, a variety of very wealthy people. Um, and at the center, serving drinks with a sort of broadcast microphone clipped onto their head is Agave. I'm not going to bother Agave until he stop talking. Agave, what would you like to do? As you can see, folks, the bets are really high this time. This is perhaps our best turnout yet. All thanks to the new legislature. Let's give the mayor a round of applause. Woo! Mayor, you want to stand up Yay! out there? We love you. Those election numbers are looking good. Now, sir, did you want the red wine or the white wine? I'll have the white, please. All right. As you look up, you just see Robert stepping out of the elevator with a dog by his side. How would you react to that? Oh, uh, yeah. Serve the customer and walk over. Ah, welcome, sir. Thank you for joining us tonight. <laughs> I presume you're going with the VIP option. I say, uh, yes, that would be wonderful. And while I'm talking, I sign to you. What's actually going on here? I sign to him. Don't fucking do that here. <laughs> <laughs> and I lead him over to a uh, a spot, a little bit secluded from everyone else. The top of the skyscraper has an incredible view of the entire racetrack. The start is kind of like broad streets, but the city is very old, and so the streets are kind of like a maze. That all culminates in two different bridges, and then it loops back around over the river again. There's another single bridge that's a little narrow to the other side, and then it goes back uh, to the start. It's a very large loop with the skyscraper at the center. You'll be safe as long as you're here, but don't make a scene. 
These are people you don't want to piss off. Just wanted to figure out who Julian was getting into bed with. Oh, I think her name was Stacy. No, not like that. <laughs> Agave wanders <laughs> off to. <laughs> <laughs> right. We are coming now to the start of your race. I have a couple more lines I want to say to yeah, Tish. Please, go ahead. Seriously, Tish, just stay back. Stay out of the way. These get really these get really bad. So I break oh, with oh. the right hand too. Oh right? my god. I'll cover you for the money. Just drop Ladies and down. gentlemen, the race is about to begin. For the audience, the only rule is if you're up close, you're in the splash zone. For our drivers, the only rule is you have to stay on the motorcycle. And we begin in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, Start your engines! Boom! The guy at the front just blasts off instantly with a much louder sound than anyone else. It's almost like a sonic boom. Just boom! Tish and Kaz are gonna take Deafened 2. You can face danger. Oh, easy! I got sound amplification. <laughs> you know, I should just be able to do that, right? <laughs> well, it's very I'll, sudden. Uh... It was very abrupt. So, <laughs> sound absorption. Can I use um, aerokinesis? With yeah, that? aerokinesis is like the like general thing. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. Plus two. Yeah! Oh <laughs> my god! Oh my god! <laughs> no, I was not Stay expecting guys. that sound. Oh. I guess. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I will say that Kaz would be wearing normally. In a race? Yeah, so that would probably not give you any kind of detriment. This sonic boom has been kind of calculated to inflict damage on racers. When you said the word like uh, earphones, whatever, it, it cut out for me, so it was completely silent. So. Oh. <laughs> Do that in the recording. Zombie regeneration plus one. Oh, All right, that's a 10. So Kaz's eardrum is shattered, but then you get like a close up of inside <laughs> of the ear canal and it just regenerates instantly. Nice. Kaz is an old pro. They've got the headphones on. They're completely ready to go and just take off. They're kind of in the middle of the pack. Meanwhile, flashback to Agave saying, start your engines. Tish has not started her engine yet. She's like, kind of like, wait, what? what Finally gets it like sputtering. And people are like, oh my God, I can't believe I bet on this lady. And then like slowly like sputters and like kind of out of control very clearly um, in the last of the pack. At the same time, all of the racers and the audience notice these small little black drones with cameras on them start descending down and uh, like 360 degree video coverage of the entire race. Robert and Agave see on the huge screens like incredibly like close up shots of all of the different racers so you're able to follow them quite closely. It looks like the Vedicis are getting off to an explosive start this year. They got off to an explosive end last time, so this is a good change for them. <laughs> All right, so first race obstacle. It's an old part of downtown. The streets are a complete maze as well as regular construction, constantly causing dead ends and turnarounds. All right, here's how I'm gonna speed up, right? Gonna use extreme sports and race car track. And then I'm get like, as I'm bouncing off the walls, I'm gonna use air kinesis 
uh, accurate high winds and deflect projectiles to deflect myself off of random objects to stay on the track. <laughs> like a motorcycle pinball? Yeah. <laughs> and Kaz. Okay, so I don't slow my momentum down for the turns. Like, <clears throat> normally I'm, I'm quite skilled at taking those, you know, tight turns, but you can really only go so fast. There's a limit to that. I don't have to deal with that because I can face through things. As Kaz is just speeding, kind of moving a little bit, but clipping corners, not needing to slow their momentum to go around different things. So Thrill of the Race, Phantasmal Mount, Supernatural, and then um, also as they're just fucking gunning forward, you see the riders around them flinch and just avoid them. Get out of the way. There's they're suddenly struck. They're uncomfortable. Like these are these are hardened, hardened racers. They're not going to get nervous because somebody's coming up alongside them. They're gonna stay aware, but they're not gonna choke until they do. So I'm invoking primal terror, phantasmal mount, supernatural reflexes, dissolve to shadow, thrill of the race, and am I invoking professional career? Do you think that tag would apply here? Yes, but I think the um, trying to scare the other racers would be a separate action. So probably phantasmal mount, supernatural reflexes, dissolve to shadow, professional courier, thrill of the race. That's a plus five. <laughs> All right. Um, so Kaz phases through, catches up, and Tish is like air uh, pinballing herself <laughs> and like manages to like meet up with the rest of the pack. Can we get some agave commentary, please? It looks like Shade is really showing us what they have uh, been practicing while they've been away on vacation. And it uh, looks like our newcomer Gran is really uh, taking some interesting choices. Magnets, anyone? <laughs> Remember, if you need a magnet, just name it. Name what you need incorporated. <laughs> You know the sound that the pod racers made in, uh, like, uh, like the <laughs> That's the sound I'm picturing hearing from, uh, Tish as they, like, just rocket bouncing into, like, mailboxes. Like huge gusts of winds blowing the crowd off their feet. As you all are driving, something very strange starts to happen. The drone that's close up following you starts getting a little too close and then almost maliciously flies into you. Um, so this is going to be an attack. So you can face danger against that. Uh, these are rogue drones. They're trying to crash into you and yeah. explode. These guys are in the air. That's my domain. I'm going to get them. Deflect projectiles, accurate high winds, aerokinesis. Yep. Plus three? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Come on, man. That's a four. It looks like our uh, cameraman's getting a little eager on those selfies. <laughs> it gets really close to you and you like buffet it away. And uh, just like casually with a flip of your hand, the bag around your neck just opens a little bit. It explodes in midair. Uh, but the the flash from the explosion is way too blinding. And you kind of close your eyes a little bit, lose control, swerve. And you kind of clip the corner and fall back a little bit from the pack again. Collective moan or cheer of excitement from the crowd. Like, oh, wow, they're really amping it up this time. All right, Kaz. I pull off my head like a bowling ball, and then I use it to smash the drone. <laughs> like, it's coming up behind me. <laughs> I don't even look. No, no. No, one-handed. One-handed. I pull it off. I fucking... 
Okay. <laughs> I smack mine. Okay. You are literally so... now face checking the enemy. <laughs> yes. Incredible. So at the start of the session, like what are the most likely things to happen in the <laughs> middle of the race? Like the most likely actions to be taken? Pistol whipping a drone with your own skull was not even on the table. I'm gonna be completely honest. Just, oh Go my ahead. God. So I would like to invoke contradictory victory. Yep. Um, I honestly feel like Thrill of the Race should apply yep. here. Thrill of the Race, Contradictory Victory, Can't Kill What's Already Dead, Dead, Zombie Regeneration. I'd say no for Regeneration. And I think that's it, except I'm also invoking my weakness tag. Drama I'm also going to invoke your other weakness tag, Bad Self-Care. So that's only a plus, plus one, one, but, but two I get XP. two attention. Let's do it. Oh yeah. I'd like to see those power gamers. <laughs> you took better care of yourself, your head would be a better weapon. <laughs> All right. Eight. That is a that is an eight. So I don't know how you're gonna commentate this because the sleepers don't see that. I don't think. But uh, mm -hmm. go ahead. Okay. The interesting thing, though, the sleepers don't see it, but Agave won't know what the sleepers exactly. see. Exactly. So it's all on you, Nick. Go. <laughs> well, it looks like uh, we got those technical <laughs> difficulties taken care of thanks to Shade's quick thinking on their feet there. We got a lot of uh, free concessions for those of you who may or may not have lost a limb in the early parts of the race. <laughs> Audience only, I'm afraid. Stop by and uh, see your nearest uh, convenience. Uh, we'll, we'll get you sorted out here. We are going to cut there away from the race. Flash forward. The crowds are long dispersed, though the damage of the race remains. A very tall man in a doctor's getup walks up to a beautiful redhead in an elegant matte black dress. Pleasure to meet you, darling. Call me Scarlet. Now, show me what you can do. She, get, she gestures at the drone wreckage. Deroy's gonna say, sorry, I, I think this is gonna take a while. I can't exactly get rid of all of this quickly. She raises an eyebrow, she's like, I thought you were a professional. Yeah, it's you're not going to notice anything was ever here, but it's going to take a while. I can you like say that the streets are closed for a couple of days? Also, where did you just answer a landline? Yes, people still have landlines. Wild. <laughs> yeah, never seen one of those. What? <laughs> no, no, I'm with you on this one, Ram. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Look at that. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> Dang. Well, it sounds it's so convenient awful. Too. It's convenient. Like the sound quality, pretty good. You can't hang out on someone faster than you can with like a flip phone. Fair. Yeah. You have the pleasure of slamming it. Phones were a golden era for hanging up on people. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, Deroy is going to try and convince this woman that it's not going to be an issue. Uh, but it's going to take some time, and that needs to be okay with her. So can I invoke assuring and genuine? Yep, seven. So she says, mm -hmm. oh, that's fine if it takes a while, but I'd like to be here to supervise. This is sort of an audition, if you will. So just show me what you can do and take your time. Okay. It begins with several, several hours of sweeping. Just plain push broom sweeping. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a perfect time for the girl from Ipanema music where you're just very slowly sweeping up as she's just got like hands on her hips watching you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> under like a shaded awning with like a cool drink. So did you wait another janitor? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We're talking about like street rubble. We're talking about like destroyed trash cans. The uh, intended like flow of this session is that every time they encounter an obstacle, we're going to flash forward to you cleaning it up. Nice. Oh boy! So, <laughs> first, the first thing is the drone wreckage, like bits of shattered electronics. It's actually a very simple for every single process. Uh, there's a bunch of like large uh, trash cans on wheels, and Deroy is just going to sweep everything up, gather the drone wreckage, and put it in some black trash bags. And he's going to stay close to those. Trash as you're cans. doing that, like not letting his trip as you're doing that, the woman kind of holds up hands. Wait, 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 wait. I think there might be something up with what you're sweeping right now. Could you take a look at that, perhaps? Can I make an investigation yeah. check? I've got absolutely nothing to. Or I've got. I'll say this one for sure, right? Or is that only for other people? Maybe that one, and maybe this one from experience. Yeah, you want to name them? So maybe a plus You want to name them or not? I'll name Breakthrough. Yeah, yeah. Alright, Breakthrough. Alright, that's a nine, so I'll answer a question and ask you a question in return. Alright. So the drones have been tampered with very clearly. There has been explosive material somehow packed into these drones and you are pretty sure you could trace it back with help. Okay. And my question for you is, how did this woman uh, find you to hire you? What was that scene? So uh, Droy's practice is a second level building and he does all sorts of general uh, practitioner uh, medical work, but he's also on call at the local clinic. So he's uh, coming down because he's on call one day. And to do that, he needs to go through this, the shop underneath him, which is cleaners, the laundromat just underneath him. That's always been a convenient thing because you can like toss your uh, gory stuff in from like a long shift and uh, have it washed out there. So he's pretty familiar with the people there. And uh, the people at the front desk say, hey, just so you know when you get back. I think uh, the person at the front desk is a guy named Emmanuel. So Emmanuel is uh, somebody who's been working at Cleaners for as long as DeRoy has lived above the apartment. Emmanuel is very comfortable with uh, DeRoy, knows him very well, and uh, has him read like a book. He's like, hey, when you're done, uh, we need to talk about something because I, I think I've got work for you. And uh, DeRoy's constantly on the look for more money, even though he's doing surprisingly well himself. All right, we're going to cut straight back into the race. Kaz has almost caught up to the race leader at this point, your old rival. Tish is still kind of straggling at the back of the pack. People around Tish take tight corner. Some of them don't make it, lose control, swerve, and explode. Their body like rolls like a good 20 feet. The front is a big oil slick, just right there in the middle of the road. Yeah, I'm gonna fly. I'm gonna freaking lift my motorcycle up into the air. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna release a turn. Or let's see, how do I do this actually? Probably use accurate high winds below me and try to wrap myself up in a tornado. I'll use the floor as lava for the first time for being in the nice. air. That's pretty nice. And air kinesis. Oh, and glide on four. clouds. I would say that's yeah. a four, but you're still disoriented a little bit. You would probably have to take an action to try to get rid of this, like a change the game roll to get rid of this disoriented. But. Um. Yeah, plus two. 
but I can only make the one action, right? So yeah. it's either I choose that or a knife landing. Okay. Can I also use extreme sports still? Yeah, plus three. Okay. Uh, but I might invoke yes. Careless Overconfident, so you get one XP, yeah. so that's a four. And maybe wide open okay. spaces as well, because it's kind of hard to, like, summon a tornado in here. Oof, yeah. Alright, so plus one, but two XP. Power level, power <laughs> level. Gotta get the XP. Ah, uh, okay, please give me a good roll this time, please. <laughs> that's a six. So you take off into the air like, <laughs> like helicopter oh mode, and you just like slowly drift through the air into the oil slick. The motorcycle is a lot heavier than you expected it to be. The crowd just boom, but a lot of them uh, didn't even see it, and they just scatter in front of you and like whoa, wreckage. Well, you see it here, folks, every year. Uh, that's why you always want to make sure your uh, vehicle and your driver is in top condition before going out on the racetrack. Uh, <laughs> looks like we got a tortoise uh, approach again this year. Uh, last year that didn't work out so well with for the uh, Vedicis, so we'll, we'll see how it goes for the uh, good old Grand. Meanwhile, in the VIP room, Julian is like talking to the guy in the cowboy hat. He's like, God damn it! I bet everything on the fucking Vedicis! Vedicis will let you down every time! Fuck! <laughs> sir, sir, could I interest you in a complimentary hors d'oeuvre tray? Yeah, 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 sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Wait, no, that was Julian. Oh! <laughs> I misheard you. The situation in the VIP lounge is heating up, and Agave, it is your job to keep things under control. So I'm going to put this heated one. <laughs> you offer some hors d'oeuvres. All right. Awareness of immediate desires. Friendly conversationalist. Mm -hmm. We'll go with some glow sticks and some wine of ecstasy. I would Shift, change the game here. Really apply because this is like a well-written room, so like the dramatic lighting doesn't oh, really help. Oh, damn. But yeah, plus three. All oh, right, good. you fetch him the hors d'oeuvres and he's like, oh my God, these are amazing. I love these. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. See, announcer. So I'm, I'm going to remove that heated status yeah. and give a like positive two status. Good buzz. So your goal, I would, I would say, is to try to get this up to a six. The higher this is, the more pleased Valencia will be with you. So Kaz, it's you versus the oil slick right now. What are you going to do? Is this around a turn or is this like flat? Um, I would say it's like flat. It's like kind of in the middle of the road. Okay. So what happens is I turn my bike to slightly to the side, almost in like Akira bike slide fashion, where normally um, it would slow down immensely. The road's so slick that the bike almost slides along and I put one hand out. And I use like one hand on the ground, you know, cutting through the leather glove, just complete, you know, you would, you would be breaking bones normally if you tried to do this and just try to coast without losing control. All right. So what are those? He's just yelling from above you like, sick! <laughs> <laughs> Contradictory victory is what I was going for. Thrill of the race. Professional courier, phantasmal mount. Those bicycle couriers are fucking nuts. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Do you want my unfinished 
business tags to apply here? Do you think that should be a separate role? Zombie regeneration does apply, but also you're trying to steer through an oil slick is really hard. Probably like a minus three, honestly. To try to like just hard like power drift with your arm holding you through an oil slick. Plus four, minus three is a plus one. <laughs> Alright. It just completely shreds like the leather um and the skin on your arm. But you're <laughs> able to just through sheer muscle strength, somehow like going well over a hundred miles an hour, still maintain balance through the oil slick. And now you are shoulder to shoulder with a race leader. It's a Chinese guy about your age, very familiar looking. You recognize him. It is Lee on the bike. He's like, What? Um, <laughs> no, what he's gonna do is he's gonna hold up his hand and like click, and there's a very small light on his glove, and it just flashes right in your eyes. <sighs> Trying to blind you right now. It's Morse code for get fucked. This is an interesting one. Give me a second to think. Okay, while you're thinking, we're gonna go to DeRoy. You see, like, a clutter of destroyed motorcycles in a giant oil slick. DeRoy is exasperated at this point, but he, like, gestures to some workers to, like, help him drag the motorcycles to the side of the road. And, um... Ah, uh, for the oil slick. The oil <laughs> slick is... <laughs> God, that's actually really inconvenient. <laughs> uh, the woman is like... Ah. She's already watched you sweep up stuff for like several hours. Like, looks at her yeah. watch. Looks back at you. Yeah. Looks at her watch. He's gonna say, okay, just like, put this all... Get me as large of a closed receptacle as you can. And fuck, I guess like something to scoop up this oil with. Like how how thick is the oil? Are, how, oh, it's like... fucking thick, yo. It's fucking thick. Okay. We're talking three cues. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me show you how thick this fucking oil is. There's just a okay. few bits of like scattered flesh in there. Oh, yeah. Is it is it like are we Whoa. talking pitch consistent? For the listeners, I Can just I... drew a picture of how thick it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's uh, T I H Q Q Q all caps. It's not just three Qs thick. It's all caps. It's all caps yeah, three thick. Qs and, thick. Yeah, yeah. This is like it's like a swamp. This is like an oil marsh. Yeah, yeah. You know how some things are like dummy thick. This is like. Does it have an IQ thick? thick? That's how bad it is. Stick, stick with an apostrophe between the two cues at the end. I love that. Yeah. Oh man, I think the pattern continues. I think I scoop as much of this up into trash cans as possible, and I just gesture to the woman like, "Hey, uh, just trust me. It'll be cool when all of this ends." All right, invoke your tags. You don't have any tags invoke for your this. Tags. Just doing it. You just could have oh, gotten good. Fucking, I've got none. I've got none. Wait, I, wait, I was this this. specifically designed to have you use this. I feel like you could use that. Yeah, the, but, yeah, we're gonna use that later at the okay, end okay, of it okay. when everything is okay. In okay, the okay, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, yeah. All right, you're just gonna roll. Yeah. straight up. Huh? Rolling straight up to scoop oil <laughs> into. <laughs> yeah. I this want, is the best part I want of the session. to just be incredibly shitty this entire time through, and at the end, it just comes out perfect. 
<laughs> okay, I got a nine. With my own two palms. Pooping <laughs> oil. Okay, I think the woman, uh, I think the woman is, like, really unimpressed, but also, like, weirdly impressed that you're this hard of a worker. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, it's it's a surgeon's diligence, you know? It's a surgeon's diligence. It's like, you hug your mama with those hands? <laughs> oh my god. Incredible. Alright, Kaz, do, are you ready? Yeah. So, I react before he turns on the uh, light, almost before I could have possibly seen him, almost before he's even thinking of reaching for the light specifically. And I, I reach up a hand, and I give it a push. But it's almost a high five. Like I'm pushing him, but it's a high five. I give him a high five. Okay. <laughs> and in doing so, try and block the light. Because I honestly feel like Dissolve to Shadow would work worse in that situation. Maybe zombie regeneration to recover your retinas. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how that works? When you, when you I don't like, look think into a blinding so. light, do your retinas take damage? I don't actually know. Let me look this up. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it's just mental. I'm pretty sure that's the... Or maybe your pupil's dilation. Yeah, but what's the after image? Like, when you're staring at a it, really it, it bright light. Just... You can definitely... Your, I'm gonna say no on zombie regeneration. What? Yeah, I, I wasn't... <laughs> I want invoke? to invoke at least supernatural reflexes and contradictory victory. Wait, and what? You're the the way the sense in which you're invoking. I gave that him is a high five. five. Okay, yeah, I yeah I think that's good. Yeah, plus two. Before I could have reacted to plus that. Plus two. Let's do it, dude. Just rolling bombs every <laughs> single time. My... This is thing, Listen. Man. No fair. <laughs> This is Kaz. This is exactly what Kaz was yeah. designed to do. We got a very close yeah, close-up of the drone, like and it sees like the guy's like holding up his hand, flashes the light. Meanwhile, Kaz is reaching out for a high five. Well, it looks like we got some uh, friendly interchange going on between the first and second racer this time. Last time, there were shotguns involved, and we had to search people this time. Remember, if you can get it past and on the field, it's uh, it's okay. <laughs> and if you need a shotgun. Name it. Name what you need, Ink. You can see as the race leader has lifted his hand, he's kind of slowed himself down a little bit to get in the right position. And by blocking the light, Kaz has just barely neck and neck crept up ahead. They're still quite close together. Meanwhile, Tish is still born aloft, drifting on the tornado. And uh, you just keep going up, up and up and up and land on the rooftops <laughs> where you see like if you maneuver it right you could just go straight across the rooftops and have a huge advantage over everyone else you're also yes. able to get a clear view of the the racetrack and you can see there's two bridges how far along the racetrack are we are we like halfway or less or more so this is the start it's a big loop and then the bridge is like right in the middle so you're probably like right here. So I can like go across the buildings until the start of the bridge. Is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Nice. Um, but you can do some kind of an action here. Yeah. Well, I, I want to, when we get to the bridge, I want to do Mario Kart style where I go up the railing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're there yet. Um, okay. Uh, do you want to do some kind of a thing to like reorient yourself? Because from up here, it's a lot easier. You have a lot wider view. Are you saying like do a change the game role or something? Yeah. To try to like clear your head. Yeah. 
I, I really want to succeed this time and get ahead, so I'm going to burn extreme sports. I'm going to keep all my wind stuff. All right, connection to extreme sports. You've been under incredibly high-pressure scenarios before. I'm imagining a time when you were, like, down below. You were, like, in a half-pipe, and you are like, trying to do tricks on the yeah. half-pipe down in... Oh, yeah. It's like an, like an empty, um, what do you call, like, a not a dam, but, like, where water flows down in the city. What's that called? A canal. <laughs> a canal, yes. Like an empty canal. It's like the hot spot. Like skating through there. Yeah, skating through it's there. Cool. And it's like really loud and down below. But you like skate up. Mm -hmm. And as you clear the edge, there's like a brief moment of peace where you forget about everything. You can like see the whole city before you. And it's just like now where at the rooftops, you can just see everything laid out. And you kind of shake your head. You clear it. You're ready to go. Meanwhile back in the lounge. Julian is here as well. He's gonna approach you in your kind of secluded corner space. He's like, Rob, why'd you come here, man? I was looking for you. Why were you looking for me? I guess I just never realized that you'd end things between us just to leave the company behind. I always thought, you Are you know, kidding me right now? I our friendship is bigger than that. I didn't, I didn't, you left the company behind. That, that was everything to us. We spent so many hours, Rob, sleeping in your garage. Exactly. And for me, it had its time. It had its time? It was our life. Life changes. This company's going places. I'm taking this company up farther than you could have dreamed, Rob, and you're going to wish you were still here. I've seen what you're doing with it. Getting involved with some shady people, buddy. What do you mean shady people? Just... Talking about trying to demean my business partners? I can see what you're doing. You're jealous. You're jealous of my success. No, I just... Gentlemen, if there's a conflict, there's a designated space for this. And it's not this room. Would you like to move down to the uh, conflict resolution area? Fuck off, man. Pour me another drink. I've known this guy for years. We're good here, aren't we? I see no reason to elevate this conflict. Things are starting right. to heat up as Julian gets rowdier. The good buzz is starting to go down. Actually, Robert, you can try to do something here as well. You haven't done anything yet. And what's, what's up with your large clay man also? Why didn't you ever tell me about that, motherfucker? The dog I've always had Dude, with me. Stop lying, man. That's not a fucking dog. <laughs> I know. It used to look like one to you. Yeah. Wait. It's always been like this? What the fuck? So you've been lying to me this whole time then. Yeah, I haven't told you a lie. I just didn't know how to explain this to you. And, well, until recently, I was the only one who ever saw it this way. So honestly, I kind of thought it was a dog and I was the crazy one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sign it, Robert. If this goes south, I'm going to have to kick both of you out. I'm going to make a last-ditch effort to preserve our friendship at least until we get out of out of this situation mm -hmm. and that act of preservation is going to invoke meta-referential propagation i love that thinking omni-linguist to just speak to him in his native spanish i would accept that i'm gonna change the game to boost uh marcus's chances at reconciliation here mostly with the uh, wine of ecstasy <laughs> friendly conversationalist and i'm considering legal advice but <laughs> it's not me giving the advice. <laughs> uh, I would say no to legal advice. No, so change the game with plus two. I'm going to invoke your weakness tag, unrestrained chaos, because you're trying to restrain right. chaos right now. Yeah, that's true. Plus one. Plus one. Oh, yeah, this bro. is ideal. Get oh, your fucking God. hands off me, oh, man. No. I fucking paid money to be here, not you. I run shit here. You just work here. And as he's say, I cut in with what I was going to say in Spanish, and I tell him, look, we are friends, are we not? 
even if our actions aren't aligned anymore, we can still be friendly. Oh, uh, the consequence of that failure was that this good buzz is going to go down to a zero. And the consequence of that failure, this is going to heat up even more. And then the other patrons are going to start moving in like, what, is there some kind of a problem here in the VIP lounge? We paid good money for this, man. This atmosphere is not what we expected it to be. Um, and so this good buzz is going to go down to a heated two. And we're going to go back to the race where Kaz and the race leader are at the bridge. And of course, in uh, dramatic fashion, as you're approaching the bridge, it starts to open up. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right, what would you like to do? Great question. All right, while you're thinking, we can have Tish sort of maneuvering along the rooftops just before you fall, just a little puff of air to just kind of bounce you to the next rooftop. You're able this is to what I avoid for. all the obstacles with <laughs> yes. ease and just soaring through the bridge. You've been streaming this the entire time, right? Is this on stream right now or no? <laughs> my Twitch stream. I thought you were talking about a real stream. I was like, I don't <laughs> I feel like, no, because I'm invested in this. I'm not here to like only have fun. This is about I feel like I wouldn't put it on there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But how helpful would be like the friendly chat poggers whenever you like land? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need those poggers. How are you going to make it poggers? Can that be a tag if you get a new one for that? Empowered by poggers? <laughs> I like that a lot. Oh my god. The more like oh my Twitch god. interactions you god. get, the more that motivates you. Power of PogChamp. It's pretty fun actually. Power of PogChamp. I'm gonna check my chat though. There's setups for that. <laughs> How wide is this uh, railing or whatever you call that thing on the bridge? Okay. Suspension? Uh, it's lifting up right now, but it's pretty narrow. It's kind of tough. But if you land it, I will give you a bonus to the rest of the race of supreme confidence. Oh, okay. <laughs> Make me want to just burn another tag. Do it. Burn all your tags. Play like Noah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I cannot say. Oh my god. You, um, I have faith in you. You'll choose the right thing. You'll choose to burn all your tags, right? Yes. I'll yes. bring glide on clubs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna just cut away from that for a second. Just glide straight. Kaz, down. what would you like to do? This is old hat to me. For Kaz, this is like just another Tuesday. Um, I'm just invoking Phantasmal Mount Supernatural Reflexes, Thrill of the Racing Professional Career. Like, I just go at it. I do nothing out of the ordinary. I accelerate, I gun it. I go into it full throttle. Okay, as you're doing that, the person you're next to is driving very aggressively and trying to, like, bump you off the road. So I'd say with that, maybe, like, a minus one. But yeah, you still have a plus three for this. Okay, okay. with that eight, you start driving up the ramp, and <laughs> far above your head, you see a familiar tie-dye hoodie. The bag at a 45 degree angle like booing her up like almost like a jet engine of air and she lands just in front of you on the railing and with that eight kaz is able to take off and um land somewhat next to kaz the race leader is now somewhat behind you oh wow look at that folks she never got off the motorcycle so she's still a valid racer <laughs> Coming in from above. Looks like we're getting down to the final half of racers. Again, our thoughts go out to those who have already perished. And if you need 
some cards of grievance or other funeral paraphernalia. Just name it. Name what you need, Ink. I'm gonna look at what Killian's reaction to that. As soon as he says, name what you need. Being that closely associated with people straight up dying. As soon as he says, name what you need. Julian's like, oh, listen, I, I'm sorry, dude. This guy, though, this guy's a fucking scumbag. This guy abandoned my company. Do you realize how much it hurts when someone abandons you? Yes, actually. <laughs> okay, I feel like that might heat the situation up a little bit. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. How is the announcement system working in this? Is there like a button on off? Is Julian yeah, yeah. Yeah. Agave like, is really skilled at working like the mute switch on the mic. Never makes a mistake. Unless you want okay. to, that might be fun. <laughs> Wizard push oh. to talk etiquette. <laughs> yeah, no, I've done this a few times. Okay, this is professional level here. Yeah, uh, this guy's not happy right now. What would you like to do? I, I just gotta say, you guys are on fire. I am considering asking Robert to leave here. If that's what you want to do, then that's fine. Look, Robert, I'm sorry, man, but your vibes, they're rancid. I don't think it's Robert's vibes, actually. I think Robert's fine. I think it's the other dude. I think it is entirely the vibes that I inspired in Julian. <laughs> I think I'm going to break out the uh, cool party plate I got. <laughs> oh, shit. The cool party plate. Okay. <laughs> Oh shit. Can do oh, shit. Wine of ecstasy. And going to bring in some ephemeral party goers. Not not like the usual crowd. Like uh, we're talking like the uh, dancing crowd tailored using awareness of immediate desires to the taste of the audience to help calm the rest of the people down. Oh, and speakeasy network because I've never used it before to bring in oh. some really rare stuff to put really on the party platter. Stuff. Okay, that's an eight. Still an eight, still an eight. You got it. And so this goes back down to one. He's like, no, 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 no. We're not going anywhere. We're just having discussion, right? We're old friends. We're just having a discussion. He kind of waves away at the uh, other VIPs, these like really um, elite looking people that have suddenly walked out of nowhere carrying drinks. Um, it's like, sir, this is our finest vintage. He takes a sip of that and he's like, Listen, listen, no one's going anywhere. We're just hashing things out, okay? Now, we paid good money for these tickets. Don't forget who's sponsoring you here. Today. All right, back at the race. Kaz and Tish, kind of shoulder to shoulder. What would you like to do at this point? I'm, I'm looking, I'll just look over and go. <laughs> Wait, can you describe that? Can you describe that? Oh, shit, to each other? <laughs> Like a gnarly surfer bro where you stick your tongue out and do like the... Waving the hand. What is this hand gesture called? I have no idea what this <laughs> yeah. is called. The surfer hand. Oh, the shock is sign. <laughs> I'm disturbed Wait, by teacher's lack of Hold on. <laughs> you, you straight up ripped off your own fucking arm. Comes <laughs> yeah. around the corner in an oil slick. And you're like, oh, that's very dangerous what you're doing right over there. <laughs> See... I'm already dead! <laughs> Maybe helmets are what caused your head to fall off. Critical difference here. Besides, I was enabled by high. Have you ever been to a value? party where your friend is just Safety absolutely shit faced? <laughs> completely shit-faced and you need to take care of them and you're like trying to get them in the car you're like you're like carrying them into the car to get them back to their apartment and then all of a sudden they're like whoa whoa are you okay to drive 
This is the vibe I'm getting right now. You can see Tisha's still a little bit shaky on the motorcycle, but she's gotten the hang of it incredibly fast. A lot faster than you would have expected. I think I mostly ignore her. <laughs> or no, I awkwardly... Right, invoke your tags um, and roll yeah. off against each other. I'm gonna try and pull forwards, but I'm not trying to hurt her. Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> or am I? Oh yeah. <laughs> Alright, how would you like to like, slow each down? Uh, I'm hurtling on you too. <laughs> oh, I wasn't gonna actually like. How would you like oh, to man, slow I have cast to justify down. that narratively? <laughs> you know what, Tish, you go first. Uh... <laughs> a... Ram them mm. off the road. No. <laughs> There's not like a good way to to slow like. I would say a strong wind is a really good way to slow someone down. Strong. Yeah, that's, that seems pretty good. Has Kaz mm. ever been? like in a motorcycle with with like a brutal headwind just blasting them <laughs> straight in the face i feel like that might be kind of tough to deal with tornado force winds out I mean, of yeah, nowhere just, just <laughs> slamming you right in the face yeah but not this bad you know i imagine though like the winds are carefully sculpted to push you back but not knock you over not many tornadoes in in the city so gonna go with a no on that one <laughs> You know the scene in The Wizard of Oz where the witch is biking outside in the tornado while, like, Dorothy's out? Wait, what? Find a link and put it in chat. How close are we to the end of the race with? We're 75% of the way through. How I'm invoking this hurt point is emotional damage. I'm going ah! to shout out. I told you I would cover you. Deesh, you should really just... Stay back! Okay. Oh, I feel like that's not very effective. I feel like that wouldn't be very effective at all. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, aerokinesis. I'll release a tornado. <laughs> Accurate high wind. Just those three. Plus three. Ah! Oh Why? my god. That is Again! So that's my second nice. double one. Alright. Is there something uh, wrong Kat. with my dice? I'm just I'm not going to try and uh impact Tish in any way other than that. I'm just going to Thrill of the Race, Phantasmal Mount, Supernatural Reflexes, Professional Career. I try to blow air, but then I forget that I have to compensate for the, my speed moving forward. So it ends up just being the same speed as the wind going past me. What Kaz yelled out made Tish very angry and made you want to speed up even more. So you just aggressively like throttle up and uh, lose control. You're going to spiral out of control and crash. Kaz just what? blasts ahead. You do not have enough time. Tish, you're gonna spin out. You're gonna suffer a rough crash. You can face danger against this though. I'm gonna use a help point on this face danger. Can I also use a oh. help point on this face danger? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so Robert, how would you like to do that? It's gonna be a flashback. I make a talisman of true names for Tish that will activate her own wind powers automatically to cushion you against an impact. Nice. This would have been like a flashback to like, cause I know she does dangerous stuff in general besides the motorcycle race. Okay. So this was just at some arbitrary time in the past. Right. Scrawling out a one-time use these letters will activate automatically. Yeah. Cool. What do those letters look like? The words for training wheels. No, they are flowing <laughs> but strong. It's like a heavy set, thick cursive. You know, that kind of glides along the page, but requires a lot of ink right now. Yeah, has the energy of a very large, heavy person doing ballet. 
Beautiful. <laughs> All right, and Kaz, as you're yelling out um, in the face of this headwind, you see behind you Tish kind of spin out. She's gonna this crash. Is exactly what I didn't want to happen. <laughs> I mean, I told her. What's your, I told what's your her. help? This is also gonna be a flashback to a time when you talked okay, to her okay. wearing a helmet. No, yeah, yeah. This is going to be a flashback to when Tish is joining me on my motorcycle. That one time I gave her a ride. And it's just Kaz, like, just hands her a list, because at that point Kaz wasn't talking to me, he's just hands her a list of, like, instructions, which I tried looking up, but it's things like, I think you're supposed to ragdoll in a car crash, right? You're not supposed to tense up. Where your protective equipment is on there, something, the one, like, it's number one on there, and Tish did not do that, but it's instructions on how to get through a crash safely. How to not get fucked up by the airbag. Yeah, how to not get fucked up by the ground rushing at you at hundreds of miles an hour. Because also that is the pace that these would ride on, like 300 plus. Oh. Yeah, wow. these are, these fast. these like racing motorcycles are, I actually did a lot of research into this. I have like the specific yeah. bike that Kaz would have been riding, multiple aftermarket modifications, including modifying them to run on jet fuel, which is apparently something people do. Companies that make them were like in an arms race to make a faster and faster bike. And eventually the Japanese government had to be like, guys, please stop this. <laughs> I'm gonna use uh, the racetrack and quick movements I already know a little bit about crashes. And then um, aerokinesis again, trying to cushion. That's a plus five. I'm going to invoke your other two weaknesses, cancer treatment and cumbersome. Oh, no, your geez. Other two. So oh, you get two okay. XP and you have oh, a plus wow. three. Okay. Yeah, two XP and a plus three. Wow. Okay. Okay, not that is a bad. 10 a 10 <laughs> is just barely enough to avoid all damage. As you're spinning out of control, you just think back to that conversation in the hospital room and uh, realize you failed. But that slip of paper Robert handed you many days ago suddenly starts to glow and the bag just <clears throat> a sphere of air and you sort of just gently drip to the ground, stalled out. This has left a, an opening for the race leader. Oh, wow, folks, look at that. Looks like Gran is maybe down and out for the count, but she's still on that bike. You never know what can happen in these things. Wait, is she? Yeah, she's still on the bike. Well, She's okay. still on the bike. That's the only rule, folks, for the racers. Remember that. For the audience, there's many more rules. Please look at the posted signs. Oh, man. That's incredible. It looks like the triad's submission this year is doing great. We're seeing a lot of advancement coming from this part of the city. We're really looking forward to seeing how their racers do going forward as well. And notably, the triads love being referred to as the triads in public areas. <laughs> and to thousands of people, they're here tonight among you. Keep an eye out for them. <laughs> We're now going to do another flash forward to DeRoy. DeRoy, you're walking on the other side of the bridge. It looks like a fucking hurricane has blown <laughs> through this area. The amount of damage and air and like shattered glass all around you, it looks like absolute mayhem. What do you do? I turn to Scarlet and I say, no fucking way. I can't, this is impossible. This is literally, I, Jesus, you need an architect. Not... <laughs> like, well... you, you need FEMA more than you need me. This is ridiculous. <laughs> She kind of shakes her head. She's like, our other guy could have handled the situation. Your other guy can spontaneously create concrete out of his asshole. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Things not to say at a job interview. <laughs> like, uh, I think we're done here. 
Ay, ay, ay. I, I take a look at it and I, I start sweeping again. <laughs> roll, for roll. roll for what? What are we even rolling for? Wait, are you are you still trying to clean this up? Yes. Because she's like, no, you're done. You're, you're out. <laughs> he just keeps doing the job anyway. Yeah. You just keep doing the job. Okay, yeah. that I feel like is going to earn you some points, maybe? Yeah. yeah. You can roll to try to clean this up. These two. That one, that one. No, th that one doesn't apply. Yeah, just those four. Okay, I'm gonna invoke this weakness right here. A plus three. <laughs> plus three, that's a really good roll. I love this scene of you just very resignedly, <laughs> like, sweeping up glass, yeah. instructing your associates to, like, put in new windows. And she's already walking away at this point, and she kind of, like, turns around and she's like, wait, this motherfucker's still working? <laughs> I said we were done here, actually. Yeah, and I finish a job when I'm hired for it. You got me for the night, and I'm going to see it through. But I got to tell you, these large-scale things are pretty tough for me, and you got to give me time. Hmm, large-scale things. So if we're talking something smaller scale, would that be easier? Done in an hour, at most. Interesting. There's... Hmm, good to know. It's good to know. Uh, why don't you finish up here? All right. This is the last leg of the race. Finish line is in sight. The very first thing you notice is the distant cheering of the crowd, which gets louder very, very, very quickly. Tish is kind of stalled out. Tish, if you have an idea to try to win this race, I don't know what that would be, but I'm open to suggestions. You're very far behind at <laughs> this point. It would have to be a You didn't roll too that. well. <laughs> But... <laughs> You're gonna stop holding back to just instantly win. Yes, yeah, that would be that would be absolutely hilarious and a great moment. But it's up to you. I don't have an interesting way to do it yet, though. I can do something funny, or I can do something smart. I'm gonna go with something funny. So I don't see uh, Tisha as a threat right now, but I am a little bit pissed at Gamble. So I pull a. Legend of Sleepy Hollow. I throw my head at him. <laughs> I just straight up throw my head at this man. Okay. <laughs> that, is, that is how the story ends. That is how the story ends. Uh, <laughs> if my head doesn't cross the finish line, do I still win? <laughs> Alternatively, can you win fast by throwing your head across the finish line? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, I don't think you can throw your me? head faster than your motorcycle can drive. Me leaving the motorcycle? <laughs> I would yeah, say, are you your head? I don't think you're just your head. I think most of you is still in contact. Typically, you win a race when the first part of you crosses the, the, the line. The phrasing though. is specifically sitting on the motorcycle. <laughs> And Kaz would know this, right. so I do this completely. There's nothing hesitation. about having a head or not. Without hesitation, you throw your head at your competitor. Yeah, yeah. No okay. question. Should I consider this a separate role from my actual motorcycle performance? I would say yes. Okay, so because on this like one... you've been driving exceptionally well. Okay, on this one, I am invoking primal terror, contradictory victory, supernatural reflexes, plus three. <laughs> 14. No way! <laughs> <laughs>
This is Kaz's race. Without hesitation, one oh hand, God. like, under the chin, lift the head, just fully. <laughs> what would he see? This guy's a fucking sleeper. I throw what does this guy see? My helmet? Or a pumpkin? Either one of those options is funny. He sees you, like, pulling a pumpkin out of your shirt, I guess. Or like, my bag. <laughs> Maybe he sees nothing as his bike is caught in the air because of Kaz's head in the spokes. <laughs> Kaz's head just gets jammed up in the spokes. <laughs> he, he like very awkwardly doesn't crash, just like skids to a stop. He's still a very skilled racer. And yeah, Kaz's head is jammed up in there. God. Like a mushy brain and I, skull dripping oh out God. of a motorcycle was, wheel. That was not a serious suggestion. I was like, yeah, just just throw a skull into the spokes. It worked. Kaz oh. just headlessly blasts through the finish line. T, you still have a chance to try to do something. But I think yeah. you're really um, so far behind that it'd be probably really hard. Do I still have that slingshot, by the way, that I got like forever ago? Oh yeah, there you go. Is there any reward for second place? Yeah, I think there's like a smaller amount of prize money. I already did offer to pay like whatever money Tish mm -hmm. needed. Yeah, but Tish didn't understand I just think it'd be really that. cool if I, if I did something at the end though. <laughs> what would you like to do? Can I, I want to see you win second. Come on, you got this. I really want to stop holding back, but also I don't really want a really bad consequence. Because <laughs> I think it would be cool, but... <laughs> that is yeah, the I'm... cost of a stop holding back. There's an enormous I wanna, amount I wanna of risk. I want to do it. Hey, Emma, I would just like to remind you, just really quickly, we don't get to- we already unburned our tags for the downtime, so you're gonna burn an entire theme if you fail on the- Ren, shut the up, Emma, do it. Yeah, but do we're, it, we're, do we're, it, we're, it. we're at the end of a session. Okay. We're at the end of our session. But it, no, tags don't become unburned at the end of a session, but- Yeah, you know, tags oh, don't yeah, become unburned. Do it without Still, fucking hesitation. Tags, tags do not get it unburned. I'm always but at downtime, right? Like oh, after it's not guaranteed. Session. It's not guaranteed. No, no. Yeah, just, I'm just, just I'm telling you, no. Emma, I'm telling you right now, this is going to have horrific and terrible consequences for you, and I still fully support you doing it right now. In fact, if you don't do anything, if you do anything else, I will be somewhat disappointed. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. What are, what are you doing? You're not holding back. What are you doing? Can I still I, I, use I my powers in a new attack, way? If, do what you will. Uh, stop holding back. Can I still use them in a new way? Describe what you want. I wanted to use the slingshot, right? Let go. And then all the air in front of me just vanishes. So there's no oh. friction. And I can just slide through completely silently. It. Feels like a stop push, holling back to me. Push all the air to the to It the is stream. a magic slingshot. It yeah. is a magic slingshot. I'll give you an option. Instead of a stop holding back, you can just trash the slingshot. You can just permanently oh, lose the slingshot. Yeah, that seems good. I like that option. Just explode it. You'll have to roll though. I mean, it's not guaranteed. No, no, yeah, no. I, I think it's better if it's not guaranteed. That's more exciting. That's okay. that's kind of what I preferred. The slingshot's gonna give me a plus one. Yeah. Obviously, air kinesis. All right. Wait, race car track because I know that air provides a lot of friction. <laughs> just the knowledge of uh, your, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Air this is essentially a slipstream on steroids. <laughs> All right, plus three. The uber slipstream. Nice. Yes. That's a 10. That's exactly what you needed to succeed. Oh, wow. That's okay. just barely enough. All right, Kaz, <laughs> you're pretty much locked in for a strong finish when all of a sudden you feel like you're driving through syrup.
all the air just gets pushed in your direction and can like starts to congeal around you meanwhile you see a blur of tie-dye just rocket past you <laughs> faster than you've ever seen anyone go on a motorcycle including yourself and just go straight through the finish line i feel like i can't stop i think this also <gasps> would involve a face danger roll to Ooh. try to maintain control again gotta try and see if stop after that this is incredibly dangerous <laughs> having no air. It looks like Grant has some sort of modification that's never been seen before. I bet that's going to be hot on the market. Speaking of markets. <laughs> if you're looking for a market, just name what you need. They'll get you anywhere you need to be to sell anything you need to sell. Can I use the supreme confidence now? Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Plus one on this face danger roll. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. All right. There we go. <laughs> the slingshot disintegrates in your hands and you just rocket through the entire crowd is not cheering at all they're like wait what what the fuck who's that i don't even know who that is <laughs> can i just say this music change was very fitting <laughs> so all the air comes back in a gust the bag opens up again and do that cool like motorcycle side turn and you just stop there and the crowd is completely silent and with that folks it looks like we have our first second oh uh third place is still to be decided it's like uh where some technical difficulty was the uh, uh motorcycle there everybody in the vip lounge is like wait what we just lost all of our money who is this what i are you kidding me slide after um Tish and i Give her a pat on the back, and I'm clearly trying to say something, but I left my head behind, so... Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like... visibly disturbed. I can't, can't even tell if you're looking at her or... <laughs> wait, wait, is the finish line on a Jumbotron or something? Yeah, everything's being broadcast. Okay, okay, just want to have that for later. I feel like there are probably attendants of some kind, and I signed for one of them to go grab the thing I threw at Gamble. Okay. <laughs> Without telling them what it It's slowly regenerating. You're getting your vision back. Uh, this is my favorite question. <laughs> when Julian says, I lost all my money, I say under my breath, but I've never advised him to bet against Tish. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs just rifling through like a stack of <laughs> Oh man. One of the betting assistants walks up a stack of poker chips and starts <laughs> handing them out to dog. You just bet on both Kaz and Tish. Uh, I didn't bet. And now you see dog that makes him even more pissed. Um, a riot is about to break out. Everybody is incredibly oh mad. You each have an action to perform to try to quell this. Big audience too, or just VIP room? Just VIP room. I'm going to make the uh, closing announcements. One last call for alcohol. You're free to go wherever you want, but you can't stay here. Dude, what was that? That was bullshit. That last, <laughs> that person who's never raced before won. Are you kidding me? We want our money back. Cheating is highly legal here. She is clearly a plant. We want our money back. We are the VIPs. We paid a lot of money to be here. At least give us the tickets back. This is not the experience we paid for. I'm afraid you're going to have to uh, talk with my brother if you want a refund. I don't handle the money. I'm invoking family connection, mm -hmm. threatening aura, mm -hmm. speakeasy network, mm -hmm. friendly conversationalist, 
Four. Wine of ecstasy. Five. <laughs> These ephemeral party goers, and I'm going to use the irresistible turntables <laughs> to help get the dancers that I have summoned to dance as they should. All right, that's a plus seven. I'm going to invoke the weakness. That's not what the family wants. Okay. What do you think about sins of a father? Does that make sense? All right. Oh, as soon as you mention your brother, a hush falls over the room. What do you mean? Take it up with your brother? Is that a threat? You can enjoy the time here. That's what you paid for. That's the VIP experience. Don't ruin it for any other guests, please. Just this one time. Forget about this. And uh, they start moving toward the elevator. Julian turns. Listen, Robert, you shouldn't have followed me here. There is no connection between us anymore. Because I can see that now. I just... Well, I thought the friendship still counted for something. You were the one who let it deteriorate. Not me. Watch out for yourself, Julian. You do the same. Uh, Julian, my brother wanted to speak about Mute, uh, if you have a moment. Oh, yeah. What is it? He's waiting upstairs. Oh, perfect. I'll see him there, then. And that's the end of the session. We never saw the final cleanup bit. Oh, yeah. Here. <laughs> You're picking gray matter off the sidewalk. So, like, once everything is swept up and uh, finally put in this huge series of dumpsters, Deroy demands that everything be filled to the point where he can still close the lid. Uh, he closes the lid on all of them, and in front of Scarlet, just claps his hands, and then every single one of the dumpsters implodes. So they just collapse in on themselves? Like yes. The few that are still in a usable state, he opens the lid on to demonstrate that there's nothing left in them. Woman walks up, she's like, Wow, you should have opened with that. There's nothing here. I mean, you gotta get it all in one area first. Incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you'll have to talk to my siblings, but I think you're in a good spot to get the job. I'm glad to hear that. Does somebody bring my head back? <laughs> yeah, we can do that next session. Kaz is just happy Tisha's alive. Like, full stop. <laughs> Tisha like, yeah! And then like, <laughs> I think there's also like a guy in janitor's clothes among the stands. Like the grandstands, like sweeping up popcorn, looking at the jumbotron saying, they can take their head off? What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, so if... Any politically significant rift in the city who knows how powers work saw that race. Every single goddamn one of them knows my mythos. <laughs> wait, wait, I expect you to let me farm the shit out of local legend from now on. Now that you've publicly announced your existence, that said, I do need to take another hurt on Agave since I came here to figure out who the, uh, sketchy individuals Julian was starting to work with, and I found out the answer was Agave. <laughs> Amazing. I am likewise going to take a hurt on Robert for coming and making my job difficult tonight. It was supposed to be easy. Our two characters just cannot connect. I have two health points on you. I have zero help and three hurt. Oh. Do you mean like on other people's sheets? No, I mean on Agave. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. I want to take a help point on Tish because, like, I actually respect Tish immensely right now while at the same time being like, oh my fucking god, that was so stupid of her. <laughs> I think Kaz actually sees a bit of themselves in Tish. Stupid teenager doing excessively dangerous things. So, like, I'm proud of her, but I'm also immensely concerned for her. 
there's a sense of recklessness that doesn't look the same at first, but is really present in both characters. I feel like I'll take a help on Kaz because Tish realized as she was crashing that those rolls actually helped, even though she was like trying to tune them out. <laughs> Probably a help on Tish. Probably a hurt on Tish for causing a fucking hurt. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, who was the help for? <laughs> the help is probably because he would recognize the last names at the clinic. You yeah. know Tish's full name? Oh yeah, do you know the last name? I guess you don't think you would. Well, I would have the contact info from Eddie. Do I technically know for sure what Tish stands for? Did Leticia ever give... How much info has Tish given out? The bare minimum. Tish only? Yeah. I was watching her on stream the other day and she said fuck live on camera. <laughs> <laughs>